This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500 or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Welcome into a new week here on WBSM. Another week of me covering the morning, so I hope that uh, you're enjoying that. And if not, well, I won't be offended if you go somewhere else and come back later on. This morning, uh, Marcus Ferro will actually be following me. I I think he's following behind me all week long. And that means, of course, he won't be in tonight for South Coast Tonight. But Jessica Machado will be filling in all week on South Coast Tonight. So... Uh, and today, Barry is still on vacation, so we have Jack Spillane filling in for him today, and then tomorrow is uh, Barry's last day of vacation, and Ken Pittman will be in for him tomorrow. So you'll get a chance to hear some different voices over the course of today and tomorrow, and I hope that uh, that you enjoy that. Also, too, if you are a podcast listener, you'll find... For the most part, people's podcasts in their show. So my podcast is now uh, being filled up with the morning editions here. Marcus's will do the same. In fact, the old Marcus Ferro Show podcast has been resurrected for his fill-in time. And the other programs will be in their normal podcast, if that makes sense. So you'll hear Jack Spillane and the Barry Richard podcast. Tomorrow you'll hear Ken Pittman and the Barry Richard podcast. You'll hear Jessica Machado tonight uh, in the South Coast Tonight podcast. So if you're following along with all of that, if you have any questions, if you get confused about it, you can always reach out to me, Tim at WBSM.com, or send me an app chat message, and I'll tell you how to follow uh, your favorite hosts so that you can make sure that you don't miss any part of WBSM's day. And speaking of... Uh, Missing. What was missing yesterday, last night, in that Celtics game? Oh, let's just see. Heart. Determination. Coaching. A desire to have the series go to seven games. (laughs) All of that seemed to be missing. I don't think that I've ever seen a Celtics team quit in a playoff game like they did last night. And the question is, did they quit? Or did they quit on their coach? Because there's a lot of people who are saying that, you know, Wednesday morning they expect that Joe Mazzulla will be fired because the Celtics just don't want to play for him. And I I don't think that that's the case. But I understand why people look at it and they see it that way. And if, if that is how you feel, yeah, I, I can understand your argument for that. But what I saw last night wasn't, was even more concerning because it wasn't just the Celtics quitting on their coach. You quit on your coach in the regular season, not when you were in the Eastern Conference Finals. What they did last night was they quit on themselves. Now, I think he probably pulled the trigger, uh, you know, pulled the the starters a little bit too soon. I know a 30-point lead seems like a lot going into the fourth, but you've got to figure out something heading into the next game. You could have cut that down to a, 15-point deficit and at least had a little bit of positivity heading into what will essentially be an elimination game. 
because I don't think the Celtics get out of it. And even if they do, even if they prolong the agony by one game, do you think that they will be able to pull it off? I mean, they gave you the statistics. No team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit, which means somebody has to do it eventually. But I don't think that this is the team that will do it. So it's been a good season that goes down the drain. It, and I've seen a lot of comparisons between this year's Celtics and this year's Bruins. And I'm not just saying this as a Celtics fan and a basketball guy over over hockey, but this isn't the same thing as the Bruins. The Celtics at least took care of business in the first two rounds of the playoffs. They won a very crucial game seven that was crucial to their legacy, not just to their season for these Celtics. So I think that they've excelled a little bit more than the Bruins did. The Bruins were far more of a disappointment, but it doesn't matter. Because in Boston, we only measure success by championships, not by how far you got in the playoffs. What was the, uh, the Patriots line? You know, we don't celebrate division championships around here. And for the longest time, they had what they called free hat and t-shirt day where you, you clinch the AFC East or even when you won the AFC and you were going on to the Super Bowl, they, you know, they give you t-shirts, they give you hats, they would be in their lockers when the players would come in. And for the longest time, nobody was allowed to wear them. You throw them in your bag, you take them home, you hold on to them, but you're not putting those things on because the only one you care about are the ones that come at the end of the season. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that has kind of changed a little bit. And so has some of that Patriot way culture. And it's the same thing to the Celt- for the Celtics too. You know, the, the Celtics of old, even the Paul Pierce Celtics knew that you don't celebrate just making the playoffs or getting out of the first round and getting to the second round. Championships are all that matters. And I don't know that this Celtics team necessarily understands that, but I think part of that, too, is the Celtics before this current generation, they grew up having those winning teams, veterans, around them all the time. JoJo White was there all the time. Bill Russell wasn't there all the time, but he would come in from time to time. A lot of those Celtics from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, Not so much the 80s because those guys are still working in different capacities. But they would come in and they would give that air of championship. That nothing mattered but a championship. And that's missing now. And I think, you know, having a generation of Celtics players that, that never knew Red Auerbach, that never spent significant time with all those veterans. They knew some of them, of course. And some of these guys were on the team long enough, smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford, to have known some of these guys. But I think that that, the the disconnect there plays a part in this because you would never, you would never have played, you would never have given up like that if, you know, Bill Russell was sitting in the stands. But anyway... 508-996-0500 if you want to lament how that went I would totally understand 
that's just one of the many things that we can talk about this morning. I would also like to talk about bears. We talked a little bit about it last week. We had the bear sightings that took place in Mansfield and Taunton. And this over this past weekend, the bears have seemed to have moved further south. Now, this, always when this happens, every year, we have those who assume that it's one bear traveling all around. And as Mass Wildlife has told us in the past, it is probably not one bear. There are multiple bears. We had the bear on the south coast that everybody called Boo Boo, and he was seen in Wareham and Middleborough and Dartmouth and Fairhaven and, uh, you know, everywhere. And then he was apparently struck by a van as he was trying to cross Route 195 in Marion. And so everybody lamented the loss of Boo Boo the bear. But it, is it the same bear? We don't know. And I don't think that all of these bear sightings that have been happening around the South Coast over the last couple of weeks are all the same bear either. I think we've got multiple bears in the area, and this is the reality of, of what it's like now. The, the bears are getting chased out of their environment out in Western Mass and migrating south, and I think they were going to come down here eventually anyway. But what bothered me a little bit was the way that I saw some of the reactions to it. So yesterday morning, Fall River Animal, no, Fall River Police put up a post about that the bear had been seen, a bear had been seen in northern Fall River, the north end of Fall River, and shared photos, including the bear right up on someone's porch, right up on their deck. Now, bears are not light creatures. You do not want them crawling around in your deck, if you can help it. But I don't know if these people had food out. If they, I mean, it looked like from the photo that the deck had a lot of stuff on it, so maybe the, the bear was like, there's got to be some food in there somewhere, and climbed up to look around. But this was right outside. Like, you can see, like, it's right up against the house. If somebody had opened the door to get the morning paper off the deck or was going to go sit outside and have a cup of coffee, they're opening the door to find a bear. And that is a, a bit of a concern. So I understand why in that case, you know, animal control or environmental police or someone is going to come and try and take the bear out of the area. Like, it's a little bit too densely populated for you, Bear. Let's get you out into the woods where you'll be a little bit better off. Let's bring you out into the Freetown State Forest, which is going to be, you know, Bear Central once they start coming down here more. People complain about how weird it is and how freaked out they get walking through the Freetown State Forest now. Wait, wait until there are bears in there. But this is, the, this is the new reality. We're going to have to coexist with them. Personally, I think it's kind of cool. If I woke up and found a bear in my yard, I would try to figure out what did I do that made the bear want to come into my yard. Did I leave out a bird feeder? Did I leave out pet food? Did my dog bring food out that I didn't realize? 
did I not throw away the the cookout food properly? Is my trash not secure? And then once you learn all of the things that you need to do, the same way that you have to protect your yard against coyotes or raccoons or fishers or any of that, we'll learn to do the same thing about bears. And the more they're here, the more... Like I was talking to my brother-in-law yesterday, who was a hunter. And I said to him, I said, you know, the, the thing about these bears is they're not looking for a confrontation. Like, they're, they're just looking for food. And I don't think that they're going to attack unless they are provoked. Now, I wouldn't want to put that to the test. But bears are pretty intelligent creatures. They'll realize that if you are the house that always has something they can go and find, they will keep going back to your house. So I don't think this is going to be the last of the bear sightings. I think we're going to have a lot more bear sightings in the area. I think they're going to come even further south. I fully expect that one morning I'll just be sitting here talking with you and a bear will just come lumbering through the parking lot here. We'll see if we can grab him for an interview, ask him exactly where he's from. Ask him if he knew Boo Boo. Find out what, what he's doing down here. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get all the answers for you. But until then, the best thing to do is to avoid them. You see them, you want to take a photo at a distance, that's fine. Don't get close. Don't approach them. You don't have to call 911 unless it's an emergency. All the bear stories we've written have phone numbers in them that you can call, and they, it's who you can report seeing the bear to, and then state police, uh, environmental police will take care of it. But unless it's a imminent danger, you don't need to call 911 for a bear because the police can't do anything. They can't just show up and arrest the bear for trespassing. But you got to learn. You have to know the things that you have to do if you encounter a bear. And we'll share some of those with you this morning because it's not necessarily what you think. Running away from a bear is not a good idea. But we'll talk more about that when we come back. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and share your bear stories or anything else that's on your mind, or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. We'll be right back in just a few moments. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. And remember, if you can't call in, you can always text us using App Chat on the WBSM app. That's a really easy way to get your thoughts heard. You just type it all out, send it, us to, send it to us here in the studio, and we'll either read it on the air or we'll send you a text back either way. And also, you can record an open line voicemail. So if you have something to say and you want to hear yourself on the air, you can just record that audio by hitting the open line button on the WBSM app, and then that will send it over to us. I can preview it during a commercial or during the news, and as long as it's fit to air, I will put it over the airwaves. But let's uh, let's check out the old-fashioned method with a phone call here. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello. Oh, let me press it again. There we go. You are on WBSM. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Bear stories. Up in New Hampshire back around uh, 19... Probably 92, I think. And uh, so I'm on, I'm on the Kangamangas Highway, and I pull into a parking lot. And uh, the trail, I believe it was Mount Chikora, was. 
at the end of the parking lot. So I, for whatever reason, I parked in the middle of this huge parking lot. And I said to my kids, hang here for a minute. I'm just going to go check out the trail. So I walked down to the end of the parking lot and got on the trail. The trail headed away from the parking lot, then circled back towards the parking lot. And when it circled back towards the parking lot, they had a dumpster right at the edge of the parking lot in the woods, but right at the edge of the parking lot. And I was about 30 feet away from it, and a black bear jumped out with a garbage bag in its mouth and just looked at me. And I said, well, you know what? I'm not going to question this. And I ran. And, uh, and it certainly did chase me. And when I got to the parking lot, the, the tar, I figured he'd stop then. But I kept running, and I could hear him, his claws digging in on that. And so I, I, I let go of my backpack and kept running. And he grabbed out. He went after my backpack and then uh, just kind of left after that. But uh, that was close enough for me. <laughs> it still sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty close, too close for comfort. So, and now with all of these bears that are showing up around here, I mean, does that worry you that you might get into a situation like that again? No, no, I hope not. You know, there was the bear that got down the Cape Cod. It was down the Cape Cod a couple of times a few years back. Yeah, the, and, one, uh, the one that used to come over the bridge, like they catch them on the bridge cam going over the bridge. Yeah, because they don't let them on buses anymore. That's why, you know. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, so, so I mean, wildlife. I mean, I, I grew up in this area, and I grew up near the golf course on Halfway Road, and I used to wander through those woods as a kid. I never saw a deer once in my life. Now you see them everywhere. They just, I mean, it's just amazing what's, go- like, everything's coming, seems to be coming back, or there's just a lot of it, you know. Yeah. To have bears down here, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, hunters will tell you that it's because they don't give, they don't allow them to cull the populations enough. So by limiting the numbers of what they can hunt, that means there's more of them down here, and that means things like bears will come down to hunt those things because there's an abundance of them down here. So yeah, and I'm just glad they're not grizzly bears. You know? Oh, I know. We're, we're, they're, 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 they're you know they're 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 huge. They just and a black bear, a black bear would take a person down very easily. I believe you know. Oh yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, and uh, so so yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to hear that, and the fact that you know we have coyotes down here, which we've had had for probably a good thirty years now. That population has come back. But back in 1986, I saw for the first time in my life down in Wareham, down off of Swiss Beach, it was a wild turkey, and I found out later on that they repopulated them. They in this area in Massachusetts back then they started doing that and and just uh, letting them loose around here, and they started repopulating. Now they're everywhere. I mean, I've seen them, one in my backyard in New Bedford last year. And it got stuck. I couldn't get out. Yeah, well, I, I've seen, you know, the, there's been rafters of turkeys everywhere. That's what they call a, a flock of them. And, uh, and and they just, they become menaces. Like, they just roam through the neighborhood like they own the place. So, yeah, they maybe. They do. Maybe, maybe we let the turkeys take over without even realizing it. They silently yeah, took control. I mean, you could tell the troublemakers, they got, they got their hats on backwards, first of all. They give you that look. They stand on the corner like they own it. No, I'm kidding. But they, uh, but they are everywhere. It's amazing. And uh, it's just uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few years with all of this. Absolutely. Keep good work, man. All right. Thank you for the call. Have a good day. Thank you, Tim. And uh, let's go now into somebody who is also somebody who was implanted on the South Coast, but uh, is not so much of a menace. Kate Robinson in the WBSM Newsroom. 
At least 20 children have died in a fire in the central Guianese mining town of Madia, officials say. BBC News reports the fire broke out just after midnight on Monday, engulfing a secondary school dormitory and trapping students. Emergency services are struggling to contain the fire because of bad weather conditions. Several more people have been injured and some are being prepared for evacuation to the capital, Georgetown, where a special center has been set up. U.S. President Biden is back in Washington, D.C. as high-level debt ceiling talks are set to resume on Monday. Mark Mayfield with more. After spending the last few days in Japan for the G7 summit, Biden is set to have a one-on-one meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The president agreed to the sit-down during a call on Sunday. McCarthy described the conversation as productive. For his part, Biden tweeted from Air Force One that he's proposed over a trillion dollars in spending cuts and Republicans will have to compromise on some of their demands as well. I'm Mark Mayfield. A couple of prominent Republicans are expected to throw their names into the 2024 presidential race this week. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is set to announce his campaign today after he filed to run last week. Scott launched a presidential exploratory committee back in April. Meantime, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis reportedly plans to make his presidential bid official as early as Wednesday. A Marine veteran detained in Russia is remaining hopeful about a return home. Paul Whelan told CNN Sunday that he's, quote, positive and confident that the wheels are turning towards his release. He adds that he's been told the U.S. government is working tirelessly to get him out. The former Marine has been in a Russian jail since 2018 and was sentenced to 16 years in prison on an espionage charge that he denies. The man accused of stabbing four University of Idaho students to death is due in court today. A grand jury indicted Brian Koberger in the brutal murders of Maddie Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin at their college house last November. According to court documents, the 28-year-old Washington State University graduate student's DNA was found on a knife sheath at the crime scene. Jury deliberations and the retrial of former That 70s Show co-star Danny Masterson are scheduled to continue today at the Los Angeles Criminal Courts building. Masterson is charged with raping three women by force at his house in the Hollywood Hills between 2001 and 2003. Prosecutors claim Masterson drugged each of his alleged victims. Hundreds of thousands of waffle makers are under recall because of possible burn risks. Empower Brands is recalling more than 450,000 of its powerful stuffed waffleizer models after nearly three dozen reports of people getting hurt. The waffle makers were sold July 2021 through October 2022 at stores including Walmart, Big Lots, Sam's Club, Target, and others. And a new study is digging deep into the psyche of wine drinkers. Brie Tennis has more. One poll interviewed nearly 2,000 adults who regularly consume wine. The study says red wine drinkers were 48% more likely to be introverts and most likely dog people. Like bubbles, you're 40% more likely to be an extrovert and you like dogs too. The study found rosé and white wine drinkers were most likely to be indoor people and probably have at least one cat. They say this poll is not scientific, just good wine fun. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. 
In sports, the Celtics have lost three straight games against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll try to turn it around for the fourth match on Tuesday. And the Red Sox play the Los Angeles Angels tonight at 9.30 after a loss to the San Diego Padres. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. Well, we're going to start our week off a bit cooler as we have a bit of that Canadian air filtering in. We're going to see sunny skies, breezy conditions out of the northeast with a high of about 61 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to 42 degrees and for tomorrow, warming up high in the mid-60s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 56 degrees and partly sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. In a few moments, we're going to talk about how you can protect your home from bears. But you know what? You probably need to protect your home more so from the elements. And who do you want to reach out to if that's the case? Well, Precision Window and Kitchen Incorporated in New Bedford, they are the best at what they do. They've been doing it for a long time, and they've been doing it better than anybody else. They do the jobs that are too small for some of the other guys. They do the jobs that are too big for some of the other guys and everything in between. How can they do all of these jobs for you? Well, it's simple. They have all the materials on hand. They make the things that they need in their own workshop. That means there's no middleman involved with having Precision Window and kitchen do the work in your home you need to have windows replaced they make the double pane windows right there right behind their new bedford showroom i went through all of it they walked me through it's so amazing how much space they have back there how many materials they have back there you see the 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 showroom and you say well this is a nice little space to be able to show off what they have but you can't even see what's going on behind the scenes and all of the great work that they're doing putting together high quality just the best quality stuff to fix up your home, whether it be windows, whether it be doors, whether it be needing a new roof. If you need a new roof, they're the people to call because they can get it done for you faster than anybody else. You need to get some uh, some vinyl siding up because you want to make sure you can keep the outside of your house clean this summer. You know, when all those bugs start smacking up against the side of your house and you got to go out there with a the hose and hose it all down, wouldn't it be so much easier with vinyl siding? to get that done. They can do that for you as well. They can replace every window. They can replace every door. They can do a full kitchen or bath remodel. They can even just fix one little hole in your window screen. Whatever it may be, Precision Window and Kitchen are the people to call. You can check them out at their showroom at 1111 at Avenue in New Bedford, or you can check them out online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right, let's talk a little bit about those bears and how you can bear-proof your yard. And I know that there's a lot of talk about it, but I, I think it bears repeating. I did not mean that was definitely an unintended pun. But anyway, <laughs> it does bear repeating uh, a few times here because as these bears are moving south, we want to make sure that we keep this stuff top of mind. Uh, number one, remove bird feeders from your yard. So I know that you want to see the birds. I know that you want to see them come up to the window in the morning, but that's also going to attract the bears. So what you can do is you can put the bird feeders out later on in the day, sit by the window and watch the birds come out, and then bring them back in before the evening. That's, that's one way you can get around that. Um, another thing that you want to do is secure your trash. 
Now, make sure that you're using closed containers for all of your trash. Uh, use double bags or sprinkle your bags with ammonia. That will help reduce the odors so that people, uh, so that the bears don't smell what's coming out of the people food. And uh, if you compost, do not throw meat scraps, greasy, oily, or sweet materials into your compost pile. And some businesses and campgrounds even get dumpsters with bear-proof locking lids. So another thing you can do, move other attractants. Uh, always feed your pets indoors. Clean greasy barbecues and grills after each use. Do not leave food scraps, grease containers, or spilled grease in your yard. Also, protect your bees and chickens. They, bears will come to your, to your yard if you have chickens. They will come to your yard if you have beehives. So you can use electric fencing to safeguard your, safeguard your hives and coops. Uh, and if you see a bear in your neighborhood... Just leave it alone. Don't approach it. Stay far away and yell and make a lot of noise. That will usually get the bear to leave. As they become more habituated to the area, they're just going to ignore you. But for now, that's a good way to try to get rid of them. Just make a lot of noise and they'll move on. And if you do encounter a bear and uh, you, are, you are too close to it, all you have to do is clap talk, make other loud sounds while slowly backing away. Don't run and don't approach the bear. And those, those tips work for me as well. If you see me out in public, don't approach, don't run, just clap, yell, and slowly back away. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you? Yeah, another tip is to stand on a chair. If you're taller than the bear, the bear will back off and go away. Uh, the bear doesn't understand nothing but height. If you're if you're taller than him, he goes bye bye. If you have a chair, well, I I jump real high for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> what's on your mind? What's what's going on today? Yeah, I think I think we're going to have a garden party. Uh, the Celtics are going to win it Tuesday night, and because you saw the worst they could possibly put out there, and. Um, you know, and you saw the second team playing with a lot of fire and everything. So there's some energy still in that team. Oh, uh, well, I think you're going to see. Will it matter if they it, if they win one game? Well, won't they just be prolonging the inevitable at this point? Oh, I, I know. You know, that's when my father was dying. That's how he did it. it. Took a day at a time. He went over almost a year longer than they expected to live, and he had a little bit of quality in his life. I think, yeah, you got to just say we're going to win one. We're going to win one. And that's what it is. Unfinished business is their title this year. And I think you're going to see a, a memorable game Tuesday night. One that you can uh, lap all the way to the bank. No matter what you bet on it, you'll be a winner. Because uh, the team players use the word embarrassment. You don't hear that from uh, superstar athletes like the Jalen Brown. But he said it. They, they, uh, they're definitely on a mission now. I, I think it's uh, a big deal. They know, they know if they go out like they did uh, last night. They're going to break that team up real bad. Yeah. And I think they like each other. There's a lot of chemistry there. I think you're going to see a family on the court, not not individuals. You're going to see a real team game. And, uh, I think you're going to see the best of the Celtics from now on. Well, if they lose in seven, all right, I tip my cap. But um, I, I see it going seven. All right. Well, we, we got you down for that. Thank you for the call. God bless you. Have a good day. And, uh, you know, I keep hearing the announcers, and it happens every time. They say, 
See if I can do a Kevin Harlan impression. No NBA team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. Well, but it's not an impossibility. It's not impossible for that to happen. So at some point, somebody is going to do it. It, it, it is a thing that can actually happen. It is not an impossibility. There is every possibility that a team could win four straight games in a playoff series after losing the first three. It could happen. And so, therefore, if it could, someday it will. Granted, it hasn't happened in the history of the NBA, but still it could happen. So if you have to hold on to some kind of hope, that could be it. I thought to myself, too, when the Celtics got down 27, I was like, I wonder if this is going to be like the game that I saw in the 2002 Eastern Conference Finals. Was it the Conference Finals? Yeah, against the Nets, where they had the, the biggest playoff comeback of all time, and then they've since topped that since then. But I said, I wonder if, you know, 30 points, if this is going to be the new one of that. Do they come back and win this? And then when I saw that they weren't even going to try in the fourth quarter, that's when I said, eh, I don't know if this Celtics team has the right medal to, to, to get to the finals and to win the finals. Because I think even though it looks like it's going to be the Nuggets in the finals, they're a beatable team. They don't scare me as much as, say, the, the Warriors did last year. Although the Warriors didn't really scare me much last year because the Celtics seemed to have their number. I guess it's different when they decided to actually play. Anyway, got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and be heard, talking about the Bears, talking about the Celtics, not the Chicago Bears, we're talking about the South Coast Bears. And uh, taking a look at the Mass Wildlife page regarding the Bears, I think they need to update their map here because they have a map that says Black Bears in Massachusetts. It's the Black Bear Range in Massachusetts. And it looks like they have... The main line stopped um, a little bit, you know, the established bear range, which is in blue, goes out to like, I don't know, maybe like the Springfield area west. And then from like Springfield to Worcester, they call it the expanding bear range. But whereas we have had numerous sightings over the last couple of years, I think they need to move that expanding bear range further south. And a lot further south because we're talking of a, a pretty big distance here between where we've seen them here, uh, even this year. You know, they haven't made it far south down yet, but where we've seen them already into Taunton, Mansfield, this is an area where they, they see them every year now. So I don't know why they are so reluctant to say that that range is expanding. The same thing happened with... Bobcats, right? How many times have people reported seeing a bobcat in their yard? And then Mass Wildlife comes back and tells us, well, there's no, there's no bobcats down here. 
Well, then what is this? What is this photo that somebody caught in their yard? What is this video that somebody caught on a ring cam or a, or a trail cam? Like, don't lie to us, mass wildlife. Just because you don't think that the population is significant enough to say that they live in this, in this region, you can't deny that they are in this region. And, of course, then you get the stories of the, the South Coast mountain lion. Right? You haven't heard that story? There's stories that people have reported seeing a mountain lion in, like, the Rochester area. Now, there aren't even mountain lions in the Blue Hills. Why one would be down here, I don't know. But I think it was seen in, like, the Freetown area, too, Lakeville. I don't know. When asked about it, you know, the experts have said, well, maybe somebody had a pet that they shouldn't have had. And then it got loose. Yeah, maybe, but probably not. I don't know a lot of people that are like, Honey, what do you want to get for the kids for a pet? Well, we could get a dog. We could get a cat. You know what? Let's just get a mountain lion. That's, that seems like a responsible pet. Let's just get a mountain lion. Oh, wait. No, it was, it was too much having a mountain lion as a pet. Let's just open the door and let it loose. Doesn't seem believable to me. It seems more believable to me that there are just mountain lions here that we don't know about. But then again, I'm, I'm no wildlife expert. 508-996-0500. I'm sure you have seen some strange things in your yard or in the woods around you. You can feel free to call in and share those with us. Uh, I remember when Chris McCarthy used to have Terry Cripps, the Fairhaven Animal Control Officer, on when he was on the 10 to Noon program. And they would talk about some of the strange animals that people have seen. And that some of these sightings are, you know, obviously some of them are mistaken identity. But some of them have to be legit. Some of them have to be real, actual sightings. And we always get the videos and the photos sent to us here and at Fun 107, where check out whatever this thing was that was walking through my backyard. And we've, we've got to reach out to the experts and say, well, what do you think that it might be? And the stories they come up with. Rather than try to say, okay, well, maybe that is a mountain lion or... A bobcat. No, instead it's, you know, well, that's probably a dog with mange or that's probably just a really large cat and the perspective is off from the, you know, it's like, no, maybe it's a bobcat. Maybe it's a mountain lion. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. And, you know, not only did I have an article yesterday about the bear sightings in Fall River and a sonnet, if you want to read about that at WBSM.com and on the app, I also, I finally did it. We talked about it a little bit last week. I saw that strange food combination that some friends had posted on Facebook, and I gave it a go for myself, a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. And, you know, normally I find out about these things and hear about weird food combinations or things to, to put on my food and all that from all of you, and I try it out and I come back to you and I say, wow, that was really good. I'm surprised. It was way better than I thought that it was going to be. Well, I'm here to tell you that the peanut butter and mayo sandwich is meh. I wasn't too impressed by it. It wasn't that it was not good, but it wasn't wasn't good either. It was uh, it was what I would have expected peanut butter and mayonnaise to taste like together, and it wasn't really a combination uh, that I would seek to enjoy together again. 
But if you want to give it a try, you can. And if you want to read about it, you can at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, but hit me up with more of those strange food combinations. You can send in a text on the app chat using the WBSM app. You can also send me an email, Tim at WBSM.com, and let me know how weird you get with your food. And maybe I'll try the same thing. Just no beef liver. No cottage cheese. And also, if you have any bear photos or videos, if you happen to catch one around, send those in to us as well. And we'll start keeping track of all of them so that we can maybe we'll make a little map, a little interactive Google map of all the places where the bear has been seen or bears have been seen. And uh, maybe we, we can do that because that'll update Mass Wildlife's map because they're, they're trying to tell us that there aren't any bears around here. And we know different, especially seeing that photo yesterday from the Fall River Police of the bear up there on somebody's back deck, like right there, right up.